0: Welcome to Space Nerds, your source for intergalactic science fiction and science fact, engines primed in game! Hey, hey, this is Alexandria. I'm Jane Smith.
1: And I'm Douglas Gale.
0: And I will be bringing
2: you Space News!
1: Star Trek, Duck Space Nine,
2: Firefly, Black Mirror, and
1: probably superhero stuff.
2: Dystopian fiction! Who's
0: excited?
1: I'm Jesse Mercury, and I'll be your constant cosmic companion, bringing you the weekly space news and sitting down with these amazing friends to talk about science fiction. We are Space News! What's up, space nerds? We are back. I'm so sorry I wasn't able to get an episode out for the last couple of weeks. I have been very sick, but nothing, nothing could keep me from the premiere of Rise of Skywalker. I just got home from seeing the movie, and I didn't just see the movie. All of the space nerds saw the movie. We had a movie-watching party um, and not just the people you know from the show, a bunch of our friends and family. It was amazing. There was 12 of us there. We had so much fun, and an extra, extra special thank you to the Majestic Bay Theaters for providing us with seats, letting us come and enjoy this movie uh, just as a space nerds party. It was really, really wonderful. So thank you, Kenny L. Hadif and the Majestic Bay Theater. If you haven't been to the Majestic Bay and Ballard, if you live in the Seattle area, it's my favorite local movie theater. I highly recommend that you check it out. And go see Rise of Skywalker there because it looked and sounded amazing so i just got home from the movie i've seen it i am complete in the star wars saga the nine film saga for the first time in my life i've seen it all and it feels really good i have to say overall i'm super excited about the movie and we're going to get into it a little bit today Um, right after the movie ended we went to the coffee shop next door, the whole Space Nerds family, and we sat down with my portable recorder, and I got everybody's initial reactions to the film. So I've got that to share with you today. Of course, we've got some space news, Alexandria and myself, we're going to talk about artificial skin. And then at the end of the episode, I'm going to give you some more thoughts on The Rise of Skywalker, some things that I personally really, really liked, and some things that maybe I didn't like as much. But, you know, overall, I'm I'm very excited about the film and I can't wait to see it again one last thing I want to mention at the top of the show so Jane and I have been behind on recording our Firefly podcast if anyone is waiting for that it is coming I'm sorry for the delay uh, on top of me being sick Jane is also at the busiest time of the year at her work and she's moving on top of that so we just haven't been able to um, sit down and make it happen but it will happen because the next episode is out of gas it's both of our favorite episode and we, we can't wait to talk about it so that's coming just gonna be a little delayed but I I got a lot of great stuff coming for you on the podcast besides, of course, um, Space News and Alexandria and I talking about Black Mirror, Doug and I talking about Deep Space Nine. I really want to start covering The Mandalorian because I... Love it. It's a good time to be a Star Wars nerd, my friends. And I'm going to have more coverage of The Rise of Skywalker. I'm going to have some sit-down conversations here in my home studio where we're just going to get really deep into it. We just kind of scratched the surface today. I just wanted to, to get everyone's initial thoughts to kind of take the temperature of how the Space Nerds family is feeling about this movie. Okay, let's get into it. Here is the Space News. Space News! All right, Alexandria, are you Hi. ready for some Space News?
2: Oh, I got a good one go. let's go, let's go, L-E-T-S-G-O, let's go! All right. Yeah, no, you got to return that energy, son. You can't just be I there.
1: don't know how.
2: <laughs> let's go. Okay, so this is actually...
1: This is a lie. This is actually not even about outer space. Oh. This is like science fiction news. Okay. Um, and I felt like it was close enough that it qualifies. Because this okay. is fucking interesting.
2: Science fiction.
1: Artificial skin could help rehabilitation and enhance virtual reality. Waiting for a reaction.
2: S- you said science fiction.
1: Yeah, this is like science fiction becoming science fact.
2: I see. Yeah. Say the Now say the title again. <laughs> Because I was I was I prepped my brain for like something fake fake, and I then see. and then I, I was see. like, wait, is this real?
1: Uh, this is yeah, this is actual. This is from techexplorer.com. It's what is this website? It's like Tech dash. Ex, oh oh, I lost it. Where'd it go? Nope, we're back.
2: Um, I was about to give you some good music. You know, I was about to give you the good elevator holding music.
1: Uh, it's TechExplorer dot com. I'll, I'll put the link in the description of the podcast if people want to check this out. Um, artificial skin could help rebuild i'm gonna try it again artificial skin can help rehabilitation and enhance virtual reality
2: okay so the virtual reality i don't understand yeah part of, i don't understand that part of it but i get the, the rehabilitation part yeah because uh i watch gray's anatomy uh-huh and one of the doctor's like main project is harvesting tilapia skin Okay. And then uses it, and then he applies it to burn victims. Wow. To help the healing, because it's like, I mean, sure, you're going to smell like a fish, but it's like scales that you like you harvest the skin of the tilapia fish, and then you put it over the burns to help them, so that you don't have to do a lot of like the debridement that you have to do for burns. Um, but are I you, don't know what.
1: Are you going to smell like fish?
2: I think you'd end up smelling like fish, because it's tilapia.
1: Wow. Is that like actual science that they wrote into the show that or is that just that's like what i'm saying is that just shonda, being shonda? Science,
2: i mean you said science fiction yeah and that's why i'm like i can understand how how that would work because of grace yeah. anatomy yeah, doing yeah, that yeah. same and i don't know if it works the way that the fake doctor explained it sounded legit to me <laughs> um, and that's all that matters like. i mean it's real that's yeah. enough for me to believe the show but
1: yeah wow yeah interesting
2: and in the last you know, uh, science fiction, <laughs> <laughs> the last science fiction series novel series that I'd read used fake skin like that, like called they called it res skin, res skin. yeah, Interesting. and then that helped people with scars and things, yeah, and healing.
1: Well, the, the part of this that really, I mean, I obviously that's incredible, like, mm-hmm. helping people heal is amazing, but also, I mean, the part of this that really
2: yeah, tickled
1: my imagination is the idea of artificial skin enhancing virtual reality. Because, I mean, here's the thing, like, if you if you, like, this is where my mind goes first, I'm not sure why, but let's say you have a long distance relationship. And
2: oh no, and
1: you want to have some sort of you know, wow,
2: this is really where your mind goes sensual first, experience
1: man. with your significant other in VR, but you can't touch each other. What if it felt like you were touching each other because of you know, you're actually getting feedback from this artificial skin? Or what if, like, you're playing a video game and you can actually feel what's happening? Like, what if you're playing Stardew Valley and you can feel okay, the dirt Okay, on okay, your okay, okay,
2: okay, 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 so. Okay, so what's funny is when I first thought about this, I thought about pieces of skin, which is why I thought about the tilapia, right? Like I thought like little little <laughs> pieces of skin. You're talking about a skin suit so that you can <laughs> feel things? So step into well, the skin Well, let's find su- out. Okay. Let's read this. Okay.
1: Okay. Um, scientists have... Oh my God, this my website just froze. There we go. Scientists have developed a soft artificial skin that provides haptic feedback And, thanks to a sophisticated self-sensing mechanism, has the potential to instantaneously adapt to a wearer's movements. It's a skin suit. Applications for the new technology range from medical rehabilitation to virtual reality. Artificial skin could help rehabilitation and enhance virtual reality. It literally just
2: says the same thing twice. How? This
1: is poorly written, apparently.
2: How do you get it on?
1: Uh, Just like our senses of hearing and vision, our sense of touch plays an important... Okay, well, we can...
2: Yes, 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 yes. we know
1: what the sense of touch is we all have it
2: so do you does it zip or snap in the back
1: <laughs> the skin's system of soft sensors and actuators enable the artificial skin to conform to the exact shape of a wearer's wrist for example and or, a wearer's wrist for example and provide haptic feedback in the form of pressure and vibration. Strain sensors continuously measure the skin's deformation so that the haptic feedback can be adjusted in real time to produce a sense of touch that's as realistic as possible. The scientists' work has just been s- published in Soft Robotics.
2: So that is just a strip of skin.
1: Also, enough people enough people subscribe to Soft Robotics that it stays in business. That's interesting. That's great. Um yeah, yeah it's like there's pictures of it here. It's like a little a little it looks like a little plastic pad on a fingertip. Um Yeah, this is the first time, this is a quote here, um, this is the first time we have developed an entirely soft artificial skin where both sensors and actuators are integrated, says Harshal Sonar, the study's lead author. This gives us closed-loop control, which means we can accurately and reliably modulate the vibratory stimulation felt by the user. I'm very proud of myself for getting through that sentence because I I didn't understand a word of it. This is ideal for wearable applications such as for testing a patient's pre-prioception in medical applications i don't know what that word is either what do you think i feel like we didn't get that much information that was about understandable. What it is? yeah like
2: what like i said is it a skin suit
1: it it's like is it
2: gloves that you put on is it it boots? looks like
1: little things that like slide over your fingers i think this is just on fingertips like here here's a little picture
2: I just ran into the microphone.
1: Um, <laughs> and yeah, if listeners want to see this, disgusting. check it out. Uh, there's a link in the description if you want to see this. Um,
2: that does not look like, ooh. I mean, I guess it could enhance VR, but I don't know what, I mean, I guess because the haptics could have helped me when I was fishing, you know, when I was lost at your birthday party. Oh my God, that's <laughs> like, right. I, th-
1: I would imagine that like this is just, you know, the first version of this and maybe they'll make a glove or something. Yeah, because it'll help me feel
2: like the, the, the rod is pulling on my hand
1: yeah so I was still thinking about something else there
2: (laughs) jeez talking about fishing Jesse Uh fishing
1: well if you have like you know a glove and you have you know another apparatus somewhere else there it is then you're in business that's it (laughs) um okay the artificial and then when do we Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. go ahead
2: (laughs) sorry I was gonna say when do we you know start Making skin shaped like our partners, I.e. You know, be right back.
1: Right away, Yikes. because when the internet was invented, what was the first thing that people used it for? Yeah, pornography. That's exactly. What and Homestar Runner, but that was the first two.
2: Homestar Runner.
1: Yeah, check it for out. The game. Sort of. It's it's uh, I can't Never I mind. can't I can't. It's fine. Um, The artificial skin contains soft pneumatic actuators that form a membrane layer, which can be inflated by pumping air into it. The actuators can be tuned to varying pressures and frequencies. The skin vibrates when the membrane layer is inflated and deflated rapidly. A sensor layer sits on top of the membrane layer and contains soft electrodes made of a liquid-solid gallium mixture... These electrodes measure the skin's deformation continuously and send the data to a microcontroller, which uses this feedback to fine-tune the sensation transmitted to the wearer in response to the wearer's movements and changes in external factors.
2: I hope that the audience got that, because halfway through that sentence, I said, well, thank you so much for being here today. I Like, you started reading that, and I tried to keep up, Yeah. and then halfway through the description, I could not. You know what? Could not keep up.
1: You know what I love about the Space News is that when I'm reading things, it makes me sound real smart. Yeah. But I don't know what the fuck that (laughs) meant. I really don't. Honestly, the only thing I understand about this entire article is Skin. The title. Suit. Like the title is very easy to understand.
2: It's a skin suit and it snaps in the back.
1: Yeah. So I mean, how does how does that sensation get translated to the brain you know like how do you
2: it, i don't know if maybe you, you just, have you just feel it
1: you have to have sensation already to, well, to get the I sensation guess, from I this guess yes
2: because like so i think about haptics right my i have an apple watch yeah. it uses haptics
1: what is can you tell me what that means
2: yes so that is like um <laughs> i should have someone like send me a text message because if someone sends me a text it taps it taps my wrist Okay. So it feels like held your wrist out. I'm uh-huh. gonna walk away from the camera or from the microphone. That is not a camera. Whatever that is. So like, if I set my alarm, I can wear my watch and go um, and tell uh, the Siri to tap me at 8:35. Okay. And then at 8:35, the alarm goes like this. Okay. So Alexander is tapping my wrist. So that's the haptics. Like it and it for text messages, I get like two taps for a, a, a an email, it taps twice and for an email
1: i'm just I'm pointing no the microphone yeah he got me back
2: again um, you're just talking
1: to me in for, the middle I knew of the room I was having a
2: good excite, i'm just really excited and then like for an email it taps and then like slightly vibrates
1: so haptics means like haptics
2: are like the vibration the little it's the little thing inside the watch that that taps you okay and it's like
1: what do you want can I we look it up
2: can. yeah let me google
1: yeah you I love, love abg at. it's under your butt
2: It is? Oh, I sat on it. There it
1: is.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't feel it because she got such cheeks.
1: Um, While you're looking that up, uh, the next step will be to develop a fully wearable prototype for applications in rehabilitation and virtual and augmented reality. The prototype will also be tested in neuroscientific studies where it can be used to stimulate the human body while researchers study dynamic brain activity in magnetic resonance experiments. This article is very hard to understand. This article is not written for, for us, for us dummies, but I don't know. I mean, really, really exciting, promising things as a gamer, like the idea of having a glove that can, you know, hold have like really minute sensations in my hand is really exciting. Like how could that be applied to breath of the wild or whatever, you know I mean? That could be really fascinating and really cool.
2: According to Wikipedia, which is our go-to.
1: Hit me with the haptics.
2: Haptic technology, also known as kinesthetic communication or 3D touch, refers to any technology that can create an experience of touch by applying forces, vibrations, or motions to to the user. Okay. Um. I'm going to do this really quickly for Jesse.
1: Does this qualify space news? How do you feel about it?
2: I feel like it does because it's sci-fi, right? It,
1: it does. It feels like it works to me. Ooh, oh, here we go. Sorry, here thing. we go. She's putting it on me.
2: I don't know how watches work.
1: So. I'm going to get, I'm going to get haptics in, in a second.
2: You have a very nice manly wrist.
1: Thank you. Wow. That's the first time anyone's literally ever said that. Okay, okay.
2: I'm going to unlock it so that it'll actually
1: tap you. Okay. So it's going to tap me in less than a minute here. Yes. All right. Here we go. Also, you can see my whole Oh wow and shit. This thing is nice. It's, it's nice. This is crazy. It like doesn't look like a screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. It looks I don't know.
2: I'm like want to count down. I'm so excited Yeah, y'all. now we just
1: have to wait until 8 15. 8 15. And then uh what are we gonna talk about until then?
2: I have no clue. But we are we can gonna do talk about
1: we like how they're gonna make sex toys out of this? Because you is, know it.
2: I know that's what's gonna happen. It's be right back. It's literally be right back yeah have we talked have you have we we haven't they haven't will they have <laughs> um, They probably will not have heard about
1: uh the they Black might Lear. have i let's see i'm about to put out no they will not have heard beat right be right back okay. yet well oh, oh i'm getting tapped Ooh, i'm getting vibrated wow right this is
2: that's what haptics are
1: surprisingly pleasurable
2: and then when you look at it
1: <laughs> i mean let me just say <laughs> the, uh, like, tap,
2: tap, tap, like that yeah yeah, right? yeah
1: the possibilities yeah the right. possibilities
2: I hate you so much. It only fits on your wrist
1: well this model
2: yeah
1: that's yeah. really nice
2: and it's also like that's nicer to wake up to from a nap than like a glaring alarm or or it's quieter so that people next to you don't hear like it's just it's one of the best things get on the microphone (laughs) no it's one of the best things about um having one of these newfangled watches it's getting tapped instead of my phone lighting up or vibrating or something like that yeah so anytime a text message will ring will tap my wrist instead of yeah vibrating the phone well, so haptics are there. Are I mean, we already have it. So like make, make me a skin suit so I can feel when the rod pulls on my hand and I can fish using yeah. whose Oculus was that
1: Jane. It was Jane. It was space oh Nerd my Jane. Gosh,
2: I made, I met so Jane. So you did
1: meet Jane at my birthday party.
2: Hi, Jane. I didn't realize that I'd already <laughs> met you. And thank you for letting me spend an hour in the corner playing fish.
1: Yeah. I think we've told this story before, but Jane it's brought over, favorites. Jane brought over some, um, VR, because her husband actually makes VR games. Nice. And she brought over some VR for us to play with at my birthday party like uh, over a year ago. And Alexandria tried this fishing game and we literally lost her. Like she, That's it. She was in the corner playing this game by herself it was for the like over an hour. It was
2: the most relaxing thing.
1: I and thought like you were the, asleep.
2: The game had such um, really easy goals, like catch this type of fish and bring it back to this person. And I just sat and fished yeah for hours for this was an like hour
1: the beginning of you becoming a gamer it
2: was the beginning yeah it was indeed
1: and now you've got like over 100 hours in breath of the wild oh goodness, i'm so I'm doing proud too. thanks well this was this literally was the space news although it didn't quite feel like it
2: i mean it really was so give them a very strong and that's the space news thank you there it is Space
1: all right let's get to star wars the rise of skywalker so this is the audio we recorded at a coffee shop right next to the movie theater the majestic bay where we just saw the movie this was actually the first time that all of the space nerds had met each other (laughs) uh like jane and alexandria had met but doug hadn't met either of them i think maybe he's met jane i'm not sure sh- i don't think so um so it was really great we had this moment where we're like oh hi space nerds hello it was it was very adorable and then we we got everybody's opinions on the rise of skywalker so there are some spoilers let's get to it didn't even check okay we're doing it again <laughs> <laughs> this time it. all right so uh, that was a practice run i didn't push record It's Counting Down. Okay, Space Nerds, Movie Night, Rise of Skywalker. How do you guys feel? What would you think? That was was very good, yes. Um, Actually, wait, Justin's here. We need to get our official intro from the voice of Space Nerds.
0: (laughs) So, wait, I forgot what I did before.
1: (laughs) 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 I forgot to record this the first time, so here we go.
0: Star Wars, The Rise of
1: Skywalker. You're a professional, sir. That's very good. Okay, so there's a couple of people here that have to go soon. So we're going to start with Alexandria. This was your first Star Wars movie. What did you think of
2: it? I thought it was beautiful. I said to Jesse when the movie was over that I wished I would have seen all the other ones before so that I would know all the different callbacks and references. So now I'm going to go watch those. So you you
1: are? You're going to go watch the other ones?
2: Yeah, I thought it was great. But okay. I have like nothing to... People here know. I'm gesturing everyone. People here know more about it than I do. But I thought it was beautiful.
1: You need to watch 4, 5, 6, 1, 2, 3, 7, 8, one, 9. Two, you don't need to watch 1, 2, and 3, but that's the order. To, right? uh, so wait, wait. We'll talk about this later. We'll, Jay, we'll talk about this Jay, later. James Jones is in 1, 2, and 3, though, right? No. Sort of. Oh, He's in 4, one, 5, and 6. That's the original ones.
0: Great. Okay. Guess,
1: <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's get the people that have to get out of here. So we've got Doug and we've got Allison. Hello. Uh, Allison's been on Syphon Trial. People have heard her there, and, and people know Doug. So what did you guys think of this movie? I liked it. I mean, it's no, you know, we're all out of Jedis, but it's real good. Yeah, because Last Jedi your favorite, it's favorite one. one. Still, is it still your favorite still, one? Still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I went into this wondering, like, ooh, is it going to be like, you know. But no, I'm still, I'm still Last Jedi fair. But this was still really good. I think I might like this more than uh, uh, The Force Wakes Up. Force, yeah <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> this is a solid Solid movie What there's do you think
2: Allison? Um, I'm feeling a lot of emotions And uh, just let's say I, It felt it put a nice bow On the end of this yeah. Big present
0: yeah. Of Star Wars yeah, yeah that did wrap up a lot of stuff for
1: It did And there's a lot That I want to talk about But I think when this movie Really sold me Was when they They kind of explained The Sith rule of two For the first time In a way that made sense And I got really excited oh, I, didn't I was just like that. Really fan boring out About that Yeah <laughs> All right, and we also have space nerd Jane here. Jane, uh, how are you?
0: So excited right now. I have all the feels from the movie. Yeah. Um, are we talking about any spoilery stuff right now or just general impressions?
1: As long as there's no one sitting close by, who cares?
0: Okay. Over.
1: And they haven't said so, so... <laughs> <laughs> is, is anyone in the immediate vicinity upset by Star Wars spoilers? Here they don't even right? know if I'm talking okay. to them. No? It's okay. Okay,
0: that's great. So, um... Everything with Chewie in it was a tearjerker, whether he was happy or he was sad, or we thought he was dead, or we thought he was alive. And then he got a medal, and it was just like, oh my god, oh my god. Um, But I have one thing that kind of pulled me out of my enjoyment of the movie, and it was continuity with the lightsaber colors. Hmm. Green and blue, guys, green and blue. You can color correct that if you need to later. <laughs> well,
1: wasn't it Luke's original lightsaber and then Leia's that we'd never seen before?
0: Yeah, but was it... was saw it in the flashback. Was, it was a flashback. Uh-huh. And then they were showing the two that Ray was using, right?
1: Oh, were they? And in the flashback, were they one green? One was
0: green, one was blue. Luke's is blue. But it was Leia's Luke's... Was green, right? Is it Lu- Luke's I don't original?
1: Know. Maybe it was Luke's second lightsaber in maybe the flashback. I don't know. I don't
0: remember. Maybe more his original. We we're going to have to see whatever. this movie again so we can distracted. pick it apart. I <laughs> distracted everything past the flashback because I was just like, guys, oh, no. the, color of the, <laughs> the color of the lightsabers, guys. But maybe I'm wrong. You guys can correct me. Put it in the comments. again.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're going to see it again. And then we have Jane's husband Ryan and friend Matt here. What did you guys think? I thought it was great. Uh, I read the internet beforehand and had lower expectations, and it vastly exceeded my expectations. Um, they, they came out with a, with a bang, and they closed out the whole thing. And there was lots and lots of stuff
0: to love. Shortly before *Empire Strikes Back* came out, I think it was maybe *Starlog* magazine. George Lucas promised me nine movies, right? And so this was the culmination. I thought it was the perfect ending to the the trilogy, the final trilogy. And uh, it was a lot riding on it to like finish up all nine films. But I was happy. I was really nice. happy with it. Uh, everybody who died, who needed to die, died. Everybody who needed to live, lived. There's my spoiler-free review. (laughs) Thank you. And then we've got
1: Sarah and Lauren here. How are you guys doing? Lauren was just on the podcast recently. Sarah's never been on before, but yeah, But I? I, I've recorded you podcasting a ton in the past, just not for my podcast. So, Sarah Russell, what did you think of Rise of Skywalker?
2: I really liked it. I'm not like as huge of a star. Like, I'm one where when I watch them, I have to be like, wait, 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 who is that? And like, wait, 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 what'd they do? But I actually like retained a lot of it from the past movies, and I really enjoyed it. I cried a little. I laughed a lot. I felt things. Popcorn, like I'm feeling good. I'm. I give it a thumbs up.
1: Nice, Lauren. How about you?
2: Um, I would have to agree with Sarah. Um, I have watched all the Star Wars films, but and I, it was my plan to watch them all in preparation for this. I didn't get it done, but I still like understood everything that was going on and like remembered a lot more than I expected to. And I also like surprisingly got emotional. And I was like, I didn't know I cared this much about Star Wars. <laughs> like it was really good i i really enjoyed it and i it exceeded my expectations i think because i didn't really have i was i was just going in like all right let's see what happens so yeah
1: nice and before i forget can we all just make some noise for the majestic bay theater that got all of us seats so we could have this special space nerds event majestic bay kenny thank you so much that was such a great treat okay last but not least my mom susan come on over (laughs) Mom, what did you think of The Rise of Skywalker?
0: I thought it was amazing. I thought it finished everything really well. And I loved all the extra characters that came in. And I was sad that he died.
1: He? Oh, I see what you're saying. She's being... She's talking
0: about Ben, right? Yes. Okay.
1: Um. <laughs>
0: I was hoping, hoping we would have a happily ever after. I will admit
1: yeah, I felt good about it. I felt like that exchange at the end was nice. Yeah, um, yeah. 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 I, the, so for me personally, the first hour, I was like, I don't know if I like this. And the second hour, I was like, what's happening? I love this. Like, I really, really liked the way they closed everything out. I felt really weird about erasing C-3PO's memory. I was like, that bothers me so much. But then he got it back. And then, like, they fake killed a couple people who didn't die. And then, I don't know. There was some things that I was kind of like, what's happening? But then, by the time we get to the conclusion and the battle and, you know, the fight for good and evil at Star Wars has always been, I was really satisfied. And there was so many cool cameos. I I mean, Wedge Antilles was my favorite. That really blew me away because that actor has said he would never be, I think it's Dennis Lawson, is that his name? He's like, I would never do Star Wars again. And then there was his face, and I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. And, like, Ewoks, and, like, you heard voices of, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and you heard... um, Anakin Skywalker. I don't know. There was so much that was like so good for nerds. So I was really into it. But any final thoughts on The Rise of Skywalker? Let's watch it again. Let's watch it again. I agree. Well, thank you guys so much. This was the first ever Space Nerds movie night. It was very fun. I really enjoyed it. Thank you guys. All right, before we end the show today, I just want to talk for just a couple minutes about The Rise of Skywalker. I've only seen it once, and it takes me several viewings to really wrap my head around a Star Wars movie, more so than any other franchise that I'm into. But I I just want to share a few things that either rub me the right way or the wrong way. So, first of all, I'm obviously, spoilers. (laughs) Spoilers. Big spoilers. Let's get into it. One of the big things that this movie did was make Rey... Palpatine. Rey, the granddaughter of of Sheev Palpatine. That's his name, right? Sheev the Emperor. Um, and which, I, you know, a lot of people had guessed, but I kind of liked. I mean, I'm of two minds on this. I really like what they did with it. I loved the whole final act. I loved her confronting Palpatine. I mean, that just felt so Star Wars and so like kind of cathartic in a way and really worked for me. But on the other hand, I really liked when Rey was a nobody. I really liked the idea that this girl who had no special parentage at all just kind of came into these force powers and was, you know, eventually going to save the galaxy. That's what we were led to believe by The Last Jedi, and this movie undoes that. And I'm of two minds about this. I mean, I really like what they did with it, but it also kind of, you know, perpetuated this idea that um, the force is sort of this elitist thing that people are born into, and that rubs me a little bit the wrong way, but I can totally live with it because I really liked the execution. I'd say most of my issues in this movie took place in the first half. I felt like there was a couple of moments where the plot was a little too convenient where they're searching for something like that um that little triangle <laughs> I forget what it's called that they need to find the the Sith planet, which I also forget what it's called. I gotta watch this a few more times. Um it seemed like the whole sort of, you know, Race to find this artifact felt a little too easy in the first part of the movie, but then as soon as you know Ray and Kylo Ren confront each other, that's where things started to get a little bit more meaty for me personally. I mean, I feel like the first half was a little more style over substance, and the second half was just a lot of substance and a lot of style, and that's great. I mean, that's what I want. I felt, as as I mentioned in the uh, in the previous segment, I felt weird about the treatment of C three PO. I did not like how cavalier the cast were about erasing his memory. Um, and of course he got his memory back from R2 later on. And that was great. But yeah, it's like, oh, they don't give a shit about his memories. All of a sudden they're just going to erase them. And it's just kind of flashbacks to um, revenge of the Sith, where that happens to three PO. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> do we always got to erase this guy's memory? And then kind of playing it for laughs that his memory had been erased also kind of bothered me. Cause he's like the walking, talking Lexicon of all things that have happened in the Star Wars galaxy up until this point. He's been there since he was built by Anakin Skywalker in Episode One, and I mean, even though his memory was erased the end of those three movies, it really, I really like the fact that the droids, these two droids R2 and Three PO, you know, remember everything that had happened, and then to kind of play fast and loose with that rubbed me the wrong way. And on top of that, just like, he's our friend and we're gonna erase his memory, also rub me the wrong way. I don't like that they some people seem to treat droids as, you know, uh friends and some treat them as tools. And Ray has always treated droids as friends, so that you know, to say it like the fifth time, rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> I didn't like how many times they fake killed someone and brought them back. I mean, I'd count C-3PO as one of them, where they took his memory and gave it back. Uh, They made, you think Chewbacca was dead? And I mean, I was like, whoa, wow, they're going to have Rey accidentally kill Chewbacca? That is fucking ballsy. Like, that's dark and at that point in the movie i'm thinking man ray's going bad ray is going bad i've seen i've tried to avoid everything about this movie but i've seen images just like scrolling through my youtube feed of dark ray and which ended up being just you know force visions but uh i i had it in my mind that that was going to happen which is why i really tried to avoid these trailers um anyway so <laughs> So like, man, Ray's gonna go bad, and that this is like what drives her to it, killing Chewbacca. And of course, they didn't go that way at all. They reveal that Chewbacca's alive a couple minutes later, and then Ray stabs Kylo Ren through the chest, and you think that he's dead, but then she brings him back, and then Ray dies towards the end, and then um, Ben, aka Kylo Ren, brings her back. So I, I don't like death fakeouts. It's, it's just something that annoys me in movies, and there was at least three of them, and maybe more. <laughs> But besides that, I really, really liked it. There was something about this movie that just kind of resonated for me. And I I know it's like rehashing Return of the Jedi territory – But, I mean, that's fair. They've done... The Force Awakens was a rehash of A New Hope, and The Last Jedi was a rehash of The Empire Strikes Back in many ways. So, of course, I expected this to be a rehash of Return of the Jedi. And they kind of went further into that territory than I expected them to, in in that the dark, sinister man behind everything in Return of the Jedi is the same exact dark, sinister man behind everything in this movie. And it kind of reshapes this nine-movie saga into the story of palpatine which is interesting i kind of like that it's like um this never-ending war that seems to keep starting over and over again is really this one man trying to take over the galaxy which is kind of interesting and then there's some things that I just loved about this movie. Really loved. I mean, when Wedge Antilles showed up on screen, I I went, wow, <laughs> out loud. And there was just a couple of people in the theater that, that I was in that exclaimed at that. I was the loudest, I think. But uh, I, it was just one of those moments that's really just for the fans. Like, who the fuck is going to recognize Dennis Lawson as Wedge Antilles except for, like, the hardcore people who were disappointed that he turned down an opportunity to appear in The Force Awakens uh and then shows up in this movie that was just so nice lando was awesome it was so cool to see lando back on screen um and what's the name of the woman that they met on the planet which i don't the planet where they found the death star is that supposed to be endor i don't even know where they were i'm assuming it was the second death star because uh we saw the throne room that we know was in the second death star But maybe there was a throne room in the first Death Star, and we just never saw it. So we don't know for sure which Death Star this is. I'm assuming it's the second one. Um, And then, of course, the Battle of Endor happens over Endor, but we only see the forest moon of Endor. We never actually see the planet Endor. So we don't know what Endor looks like. Was that Endor with all the waves? I don't know. I gotta look that up. If that was in the movie, I missed it. Um, but the woman that they met on that planet, whose name I have forgotten, obviously I should have done some reading before sitting down to do this, but I never do. So I'm not going to start now besides Wikipedia sometimes, but I, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I loved her. She was great. And her whole thing with Lando at the end, like, are they teasing a spinoff? Were they going to go find where she came from? Cause yes, please. I want that. I want that movie. She can ride space horses all day long. I'm into it. We saw the first same-sex kiss ever in a Star Wars movie. At the end of this, there was those two um uh, those two members of the resistance that we saw kissing in celebration who were both female and I'm like, "Fuck yeah. Thank you Star Wars." Like little things like that matter so much. And you you know that there's going to be all these angry internet trolls who are mad at that and that just Shows us why it's so important to do because it shouldn't. It should be normalized. It should be normalized. It's it's so upsetting that you know, like th- two people of the same sex showing affection to each other is so offensive to so much of the population. But if we can normalize things like that with little moments, um, and hopefully bigger and bigger moments as as Star Wars goes on, I think that's really important. I was so happy to see it, and the crowd that I was in reacted really well to that. There was some hooting and hollering at that moment. I loved Ben Solo. I loved Ben Solo. I felt like Adam Driver really did some great work in this movie. I've always liked him as Kylo Ren. I loved his, you know, kind of bratty (laughs) angst. I just always thought it was so fun and different for Star Wars. But I thought his arc in this movie was really interesting. It seems like uh, Emperor Palpatine has had a hold on him um, throughout all three of these films that we've seen him in. And it seems like when that hold was released by by Leia kind of intervening, which was a really interesting moment, it's like Ben came back instead of Kylo Ren. So, wow, I, I really liked that. I, that's something that's really sitting well with me the more I think about it. And then seeing Ben Solo, this completely different person, come to the surface, who's barely in the movie. I mean, we only have a few minutes of him in the movie where he and Ray are working together and they have that kiss right before he dies, saving her. I mean, man, I really liked that. And yes, it was super obvious that that Kylo Ren was going to turn good. I mean, they've been hinting at that the whole time. It was like either Kylo Ren's going to turn good or Ray's going to turn bad. One of the two of those things is going to happen. And I really liked the way they did it. I felt like they earned it. And I felt like his performance sold it. And we saw this like flash of this guy who could totally be the son of Han Solo and Princess Leia. I mean, we saw that man for just a couple minutes, and it's just like the, the looks on his face and the way that he kind of had this wry sense of humor and the way he moved and acted was so different. And I really liked that. I just really, really liked that. And it made me so happy to have a couple of minutes with the real Ben Solo, not Kylo Ren. I thought that was super cool. I think my absolute favorite thing about this movie was, besides (laughs) Wedge Antilles, Rogue Squadron. Um, I think my favorite thing about it was the way that they kind of answered the question that Star Wars fans have had for so long. What is the rule of two? And if you're not familiar with this, there's, there's some lines of dialogue in The Phantom Menace that talk about how there's always two Sith. Uh, the master and the apprentice and then in some of the expanded universe stuff that's been made explicit where there are literally only two sith alive at any given time a master and an apprentice and i feel like what this movie was trying to say is that the master actually has all of the memories of all of the sith um like the consciousness of every sith who's ever lived lives in emperor palpatine emperor palpatine and if he can get uh, Rey to strike him down in anger, then he, then the Sith will inhabit Rey and she becomes the living embodiment of the Sith. And then she'll need to take an apprentice to someday kill her and, and keep on the legacy of the Sith. So it's like the master is the common memory of Sith and the apprentice is being groomed to take over. But I... I and that just rang true to me as a, as a long, long, long long-term Star Wars fan. Like I got into Star Wars in elementary school and just thinking back to Return of the Jedi when the Emperor's trying to get Luke to strike him down in anger. And like, why is he trying to get him to kill him? You know, I always assumed that the Emperor was just trying to turn Luke and didn't want him to actually kill him. Didn't want him to actually strike him down. He's just trying to get him to attack in anger so that he can kind of get the dark side to get its hooks into Luke and turn him. That's what I always thought was happening. But I love that that the writers of this movie said, well, maybe there's more to it than that. Maybe and and maybe like combining this rule of two idea, maybe the Sith live live on in one person by this sort of sacrifice, you know, <laughs> this sort of ritual, and that's what this whole saga came down to is like the thing that we've seen before but didn't understand, and that really worked for me and made me feel like um, the writers were adding a layer of texture to return of the Jedi. And that's what I want. That's what I want from these types of movies. Um, if you're going to tell a prequel story, add in a layer of intrigue or mystery or, or knowledge or whatever, um, to, to kind of make it worthwhile. And if you're going to tell a sequel, add in a layer that will make me appreciate what happened before even more. And I mean, obviously, nobody likes, well, some people like the Star Wars Pequel trilogy, but not many people, and I've never been a fan. Um, but I did like Palpatine's story. The one thing I really liked about it was, you know, in in Revenge of the Sith, when Palpatine is kind of... Telling Anakin Skywalker in that opera house how uh, the Sith can create life, and kind of implying that maybe he, as as the Emperor, created Anakin Skywalker, who was born of the Force, um, born of the midi chlorians. And I never liked midi chlorians, but I kind of like the idea that the Emperor, in a way, created Darth Vader. Um, so uh, much better than the whole virgin birth thing, but but that added a layer of texture that I really liked to the emperor's story and then getting the sequel trilogy that does it again adding more to the emperor's story uh, and really fleshing out the sith and explaining something at least to me i mean i don't i i'm recording this hours after seeing the movie on the night that it opened. So I really don't know if I'm right about this, if this is how the fandom is going to take this information. But to me, it explained the rule of two. And that's been a question of mine for a long time. And I fucking dug it. I was into it. There's so much more I want to say about this movie, but I want to get some people in the room with me so we can chat about it together. So that's where I'm going to leave things for this episode. Uh, I know this is a shorty today, but I really want to get this out right away. So anyone who got to see it on opening night like we did can celebrate this with us. So I'm going to try very hard to get back onto my Wednesday release schedule, but I'm dealing with some health stuff right now. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get shows out weekly as I have been, but I'm going to try as hard as I can. Um, So I'll see you when I see you, hopefully next week. (laughs) And until next time, stay nerdy out there. Space Nerds is listener-funded through Patreon. To support the show and gain access to bonus content, sign up at patreon.com slash sci fi If you love this podcast, help me spread the word by sharing it on your favorite social media platform, leaving us a positive rating and review on the podcast platform of your choice, or by contacting me directly via email at sci-fi at jessimercury.com. For more cosmic content, including my sci-fi synth-pop album, music videos, podcasts, and live streams, visit my website at jessimercury.com.
2: Keep it spacey, baby!